One day, that could be. I know a certain man who I'm very close to. And this man, I happen to know the family very well. And I know one of his uncles took upon him, took care of this young man, spent a lot of money on this person, took him out of this country, took him outside, paid his school fees, Gave him all the treatment that he should be able to finish school. He finished, graduated, and came out successful. And when he was arriving also in the country, the man was so proud of him that he has been able to go to school and finish and that he did not waste his money. So this uncle of his was very proud of his nephew. And so what happened was that he bought him even a car to welcome him into the country. Mini Mabranti be an ewa bon hook a year shelly film of Rabriamwa co school sadden kwaman on impo our free amanone but no of an any assigned to a car cry or bar or betinemo aman for ten years in fear do that this man was in abroad, this man took care of him. In fear do I know woman on in was no. And when he arrived in the country, he also held his hands and opened doors for him to get employment. And this man got a very good job. But somewhere along the line, it seems this man forgot this uncle of his. So time passed. Time passed. And then the uncle drew the attention of the nephew that, hey, are you here in this same town with me? How come that I don't see you, I don't hear from you, and now it's like you're on your own? So I remember I was there one day after a year has passed or two. This man never never acknowledged this man for whatever good he did. But as soon as this man drew the attention of this man that oh, how come that you have forgotten me and you are in this same town with me and you don't mind me. To my surprise, I was there one day I had a phone call and he sent people to me that I need your help. I said, what do you need my help for? He says, I want you to accompany me to this, my uncle. I said, wow, that's nice. Innocently, I didn't know what was happening. So, I arrived there one morning and he told me to be there as early as 530 And he has consulted and they've advised him that to go and see somebody, an elderly person, you must go there early in the morning. When I arrived there to my surprise, I saw baskets full of tomatoes onions garden eggs foodstuffs lined up and, and, and finally a cow with a ribbon it's a true story our father always tells you that there are true stories when he's telling you there are true stories there are true stories i also tell you a true story I am a witness to this incident. And I have never gone to give a present such as that before. And I was surprised to see the cow with the ribbon and footsteps. And an envelope with money. And I don't know the content of the, how much it was, but there was an envelope with money. And we knocked at the door and we entered the house. And the man was surprised to see us. And he saw the group of people that have accompanied this gentleman. He welcomed us, we sat down. And as soon as the Ochiami started talking on our behalf. <laughs> that we have come. Because of how you have taken care of this gentleman here. And today he has called us to come and accompany him to come and thank you. And so we came with the cow, this foodstuffs, 
and this envelope to say thank you for taking care of me. No, don't clap. It's a serious thing. <laughs> as soon as we took it, the man who saw all the things and the money started crying. Mean, I felt that it was a good thing. I didn't know any story about what was happening. And the voice of the man said, Is that how to come and thank me? You have forgotten me so soon. And you feel that my 10 years of taking care of you and paying school fees in foreign currency. I deserve this Thanksgiving. And I will feel say if you drama show me. I need your fellowship and your relationship with me better than all these things. Hey. What a shock. What a shock. I have never ever witnessed such a thing before. And the gentleman was rather angry. Why is he saying that? If I've come to thank you, you have to accept it. I said, even here, there's this argument here. This man is very ungrateful. And they have to tell him that, no, relax. This is not how to talk. And when I saw the scene, I said, I've come to witness and I've involved myself in a very bad case. In fact, this happened before I saw this book that our father had written. And as soon as I read it, I could relate myself to this incident and this story. That is a big sin more than going to fornicate or causing adultery or something that you think that that makes you unrighteous. But to forget somebody who has helped you in life and thinking that you can just only go once to thank the person. I think that it is a very serious evil. I witnessed that day. From that day up to today that I am speaking to you. They don't talk. They don't relate. This drama will never go there and even honor this man for any help he has ever given. It's a true story. It's an ongoing incident. And I know the family. Hey! Hey! What a shock. What is Are you here with me? Oh, So, many brides, many brides, other than wedding dresses, long before their weddings, in this scripture, the absurdity of forgetting God is listened to. Is likened to the on on phantom on phantom possibility that a bride will forget her wedding dress. So you can imagine somebody who is going for a wedding dress and how he will even forget a wedding dress. You cannot even forget that. Just walk to the wedding hall and then forget your wedding dress. It, 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 it's not possible. So there are some people, there are some families, and you build some kind of relationships, and some people who have led you to Christ, who have helped you on a good path. You you cannot just turn your back on them. Hey, are you here with me? So sometimes people see things differently but how you picture things to you must also reason and understand the position than uh, the relationship that you are in and don't take certain relationship for granted somebody who has led you to christ somebody who has held your hands taking care of you in life somebody who has been responsible for you before you cannot just forget the person like that people are very unrighteous when it comes to forgetting may you not forget in the name of jesus number two people who forget are unrighteous and do not have the nature of god hey. 
So God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have shown towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. If it's on your point, you're on to any rebe film on your mom or door, modern mobile money. Dinmo point number two explains that God does not forget. Yet, also, you know, a saying, you're going to ring feet. Man forgets only party, and any riff, but God does not forget. Nancy, you're going to point the any people who forget do not have the nature of God and conform. Riff, you know, money on your own. It is a manifestation of the falling nature of wicked and depraved, depraved men. To forget things that must never be forgotten. A person who is controlled by the word of God and the spirit of God does not forget certain things. The natural man does not like to remember those who helped him. Hey, the natural man does not want to remember those who helped him the natural man does not want anyone to know how he came to be who he is and a lot of us when we reach some, some position in life we don't want people even to know that I came through the help of this person or that person. True leaders are not like that. Faithful people are not like that. It's unrighteous people who behave like that. And these people are people who forget. May you never forget. Amen. But that is that but that is not the nature of God. When Jesus walked on the earth, he constantly told us where he came from. He said he could do nothing of himself. And he said he was only speaking the words that his father gave him. I'm not ashamed to tell you that look, I was not born a preacher, neither was I called to become a pastor. I grew up following money. I told you my experience yesterday. I, I lost my father five years when I was five years old. And I decided that I will never be poor. Why will people have money and I am poor? So as young as I was, seven years, eight years, when I was in the area, and the area boys were there, we needed football, and we couldn't even get football to buy. No, none of the area people could help us to go and buy football. I one day stood and said, no, why should it be buy football? I'll find ways of buying football. So I went out to go and look at a, a group of boys who have been catching crabs in, in a water pool around the polytechnic area in Takra, they call Angala. And I went to Angala and I said that wow what are these people doing here? And I saw them tying crafts. I was going to search for how I can make money as long as I was. Then they'll make things and put a, a, a rubber tie on it and put some food in and open the mat and put it in the pool of water. You step into the water, all your legs will become muddy water, dead. And I said, no. So what do they do again? They will stand by the roadside. They tie it in, in ten pieces in, in a ring of a, a leaf. And then another five. And they will be selling it for some amount of money. I said, wow. Days, I can't remember how much we were selling it. Whether ten shillings or five shillings or whatever. I said, this day, I will also do some. So I went there and I started catching crabs with them. And I caught crabs. Stood by the roadside. Got some money. And I went straight to town and bought football. Ah, I had to find a way of making money to buy ball. No matter how hungry I was, I wasn't bothered because I know how to go and work and get money. I told you yesterday that when somebody was using a Range Rover, 
I asked that, where is this man coming from? And where, what work does he do? And he said that he was a timber merchant from Kumasi. I said, wow, if it is so, I will leave Takrade and go and search for money to in Kumasi. So I know and I followed people and I became very successful. I was writing in Land Cruiser cars. I changed my cars every two years. And it's not second hand car or home use car, brand new car. But until the day I thought that was the way forward. And so so I had my father on the thirteenth of November nineteen ninety four. And I gave my life to Christ. Under our Bishop Daki Ward Mills, I became born again. And so I'm not ashamed that it is through his ministry that I am standing here preaching today. And I'm not ashamed to hold the book and preach with it because I know where I have come from. Are you here with me? A lot of people forget who has helped them before. You know, I've had an experience, and two of them I'll share with you. My first, my first experience was when I was working in a secular world. When I was working with the company, all that I knew was to work hard and to make money. I didn't care about whatever people were doing, whether it is a mafia plan to steal, to maneuver, to, to give false report. Well, I was there to perform my duty to make money. So, if I see something going wrong, I will correct it. And I will carry on. My boss, I had, he was going to work around 6 o'clock. He started work at 6 o'clock. So I was wondering how come that this man has become successful in his business. So I decided that if the man starts work at 6, I will also be there at 6. So I will go very early in the morning around 5.30 and then I will wait for him when he arrives. I will greet him and he said, and he said, what are you doing here? I thought your department starts work at 8. I was then the assistant. I was working as a, a mechanic at that time at the workshop. And then I decided to flow with him. So I was then in the workshop. It's an automobile workshop where we had cars, trucks, machines, caterpillars. That was what I was working on. So I repaired these machines after finishing school. So I arrived there early in the morning and he would tell me, follow me. If you are here, then what are you? I said, oh, I just came to greet you and to learn from you what you do and just to see what is going on. And, and he was happy with me. So okay, follow me. And I will move with him to the factory. He will move around the place. And I start hearing and listening to him, how he instructs people, how he gives command, how he changes things, how things are done. I was following. And even to the point that when people do mistakes and they do some wrong that you have to sack them, he would dismiss them and tell them, hey, go away. I'll dismiss you. And everybody will be begging. He said, no, in this work, there's nothing like begging. They are spoiling my work. They are waste product. Get out of this place. Security. Take him out of this place. And seriously, we will see him going, taking this gentleman out of the place. And he will look at the one who has regretted for what he has done. I've seen him sack three, four different people in my presence that two of them happened to regret and they were crying that don't when they were even going oh please don't suck me please don't suck me oh i won't do it again and when they reach the entrance of getting out of the gate he will tell them that bring them back <laughs> and you ask you what is your name he said that my name is Kweku he said no today I've changed your name I've employed a new person you'll be called John I say, hey, hey, a new person has been employed called John. Get back to work and never do that again. So on that day, they will call him John. From that day, everybody will call that person John. Your name will hey. Hey. 
What a shock. What a shock. And those who didn't beg, he allowed them to go. As um, a they are wasteful people. They are not serious. They are not regretted. So I learned from him, and one day, this man promoted me. I became an assistant engineer. He promoted me to become a director of the company. He took me out of the, he took me out of this city, took me to Germany for to specialize on the machines. Spent money on machines. Then here this man was that he lived outside the country. And so we had a managing director who was working in the company, and I was also there working, and I was a director of operations, and his brother was then the managing director who died, and so somebody else had to come and manage the company. When the new person came, the guy was so envious of me. Was looking for some faults. I had traveled one day to Takradi to do some work and to to check on some shipments and some of our goods that had to go through the harbor. Then I received a phone call. Where are you? I said, I'm in Takrani. He said that we are not closing till you arrive here in the company in Kumasi and we are waiting for you. I said, so I drove all the way. I stopped whatever I was doing. I drove all the way back to Kumasi. When I arrived, I opened the office. My boss was there with the whole set of managers who were in the company managers they were all sitting there waiting for me i said wow they have been sitting there since they, they gave me an estimated time of arrival so from that time all the managers were sitting there waiting for me when i arrived he said that they, they intercepted some uh, a, a, a truck taking some uh, goods out of the premises and so because i'm the director of operations those people who were in charge and those people who took them out, I sometimes pass them on patrols, go around, check on them, the supervisor and all these people before I leave and before I left that morning. And this thing took place that same morning when I had just gone around and left the factory and traveled. So he accused me that I am connected to them for stealing. So he wouldn't listen to me and that he wants everybody to be aware that from today he has dismissed me. Get out of the factory. I said, ah, is that how to dismiss somebody? A whole diet of operation. <laughs> what a shock. What a shock. I said, look, certain small, small currents have been going on. So if finally you have dismissed me, I'll just go home. So I went home that I've, dis- I've resigned. So I was there one day. As I was in the house. Then the boss called me. I understand that you have been dismissed. I said, Oh, boss, yes, but I thought you knew from the very day, first day. He said, No. And he asked me, Who employed you? I said you. They said who employed the managing director? managing director. I said you. He said he can't take you. Get back to work. But the way the that boss was behaving towards me. If you ask my opinion, I wouldn't want to go back. The disgrace and how he, he treated me. He made everybody in the whole factory know that I'm a thief. He disgraced me. I didn't feel like going back. But I remember that this is my boss. How can I forget his good? He employed me when I was looking for a job. I went to sit at the gate of this company. I didn't have money. I will walk from the place called Dakojom to the Kasi area on ground. And I didn't have money even to take transport to go and look for a job. And I will sit at the gate 
from morning till evening and nobody will call me for employment the personal managers will not accept me there they said I should give them my application letter for a job I said no I want to see the managing director I said if you will not give us your application letter then you too you will see the managing director personal managers I said look these people they don't know who they are dealing with I, I know how to catch crabs and I know how to survive <laughs> I've been a taxi driver before so I know how to survive I have come here I have a personal appointment with the managing director of the company I want to see the boss if the boss says I will employ you I will employ you it is enough for me I will go to another company and look for another I don't want to pass it through anybody whether HR or secretary no I want to be the boss so I said okay I have a plan so I was sitting at the entrance where the boss car will come out of the administration I sat at the gate like this and when he's coming I'll greet him hello good morning so the, the boss will go he'll come back first day second day third day lunch time when he came from lunch break he said where is this young man standing at the gate and I heard it and the security man was saying that well he came here that he's coming to look for you and the personal manager and the sec- all the people here said they won't allow him so he's sitting here and I don't know what he's it doing and I said, boss, please, I, I have been here to see you. And I'm supposed to come, come, come. Where are you coming from? I said, oh, my father is this. From the same country as you. <laughs> my half is a Ghanaian, and I need employment. Follow me to the office. And after some small interview with me, he called the engineer from the department and gave me a job. I worked there for six months. They were not paying me. I was afraid to go and ask for my pay. I just wanted them to make sure that they are in love with me, that I'm a good worker. Something happened one day. That one of the trucks got spoiled. So he came down himself to look for a mechanic to go and fix the truck. It was a lunch break time. All the mechanics have gone for lunch. When they go for lunch and they come, some of them have gone to eat fufu, abetia, face the wall. And they will come and then they will be smelling good that the aponchikaka uh, soup was good. This woman's food was not nice. I hear the conversations among the workers. And and by then, I hadn't eaten, and I was chewing sugar cane for my lunch. Hey! Hey! What have you been through? I then moved to go and listen to my boss who had just come to me. He said, Can you fix this guy? I said, Yes. Can you do this guy? I said, Yes. I can. Do you know how to fix? I said, Yes. He said, How many fitters will you go with? I said, Well, I'll take only two fitters to accompany me, and we can be able to solve the problem. He said, I need this vehicle now to come down because it's carrying some glue for production so don't fail me i said i won't fail you and he said do you know how to drive i said ah, taxi driver like me i know how to drive <laughs> he said okay for you not to have any breakdown don't go with any old car i've just bought a new car for the uh, sales manager a 504 car go and take it and use that car for the trip my first time of sitting in a brand new car when i came back everything was so good and then he asked me that what salary am i on i said boss i'm not on any salary i haven't received any pay said why should they treat me like that why should they employ me and they will not give me salary for six months so he called the engineer how have you been so wicked to this young man what is your pay and he mentioned the salary then he, he made it three thirds uh, uh, two thirds I said two thirds of the money of this amount calculated six months and give him this back pay I tell you I became rich overnight hey. when I had the money I have not seen such huge lumps of money in my hands before ever since I went to school finished work I have never seen a heavy duty money like this in my hands before then he asked me again where do you stay I said no I am a hustler I sleep in some washing room 
storeroom. storeroom. I survived in some storeroom. And he picked the phone. Who is staying in this company flat here? Of then the said, to flat transfer him immediately from there and when give that flat to the young engineer. This man has employed me. This man has given me good salary. This man has given me a bungalow. What is there that even if he insults me and said foolish man, stupid fool, or whatever it is, I don't think I will ever be offended by his words. And he told me that look, return back to work. I employed you. This manager, I also employed him. So go back to work. I said, boss, I don't want to. Go back. But when I remembered that this man has been good to me. Even this man that doesn't like me is still there. Because, because of the love of my boss, I will go back and I will serve in this company. So I went back. And when I arrived, the the boss showed me and said, hey, what are you doing here in the company? I said, please. The boss, the boss instructed me to come back. So if you have any problem, talk to the boss. I am going to my department. And this man told me that if I have come and my boss says I have come, then he has re- he is going to reduce me to nothing. Hey! So, he told them not to give any of the department keys back to me my office should not be given back to me if my boss says I should come back then there was a kiosk that we use for the clerks for log measurement he told me that this is your office. Go and sit there. Okay. If your boss, if our boss says you should come back when I have sacked you, I'm the managing director here. Go and stay in that. I say, hey, this man. The owner of the factory is what he's arguing with. This man is very ungrateful. He has forgotten who employed him. When you didn't have a job, this man has employed you and given you a job and you are managing director. Look at what you are doing. Somebody, the man laughs that let him come back and work and see how you are still maltreating him. As humble as I was, I went to the the kiosk. I said, no problem. The boss is is out of the country. When he asked for certain reports, I will not be giving that report. He will ask, Where are you? I said, I'm in the kiosk. I will not want to go and report as if I'm sabotaging, but rather things will unveil by itself. So I was patient. Wow. Are you here with me? Some of you people have helped you, and then when something happens and they are telling you that be restored back, you you prove difficult, you don't understand. If you go the torture, you go through you will not be able to handle it so you refuse it and you reject that kind of love and you become unrighteous when you forget i was in that kiosk one day something happened again and he told me that he has dismissed me again I said, no problem. I shall go and I shall come. So far as the boss hasn't dismissed me, I will go. And I know when the boss hears it, I will come. I won't struggle with you. So I left the factory. Within the next few days, because of the way he was handling me, something happened. A demonstration took place in the factory. They threw him out of the place. And finally, my boss asked me, Where are you? My boss be some and this demonstration is going on. I said, Oh, you don't know again. That's, that's your boss. We, we, at the whole factory, they started giving him a nickname which I didn't hear. It was during the demonstration time that I heard it. And they called him Mr. Asak. They said, Mr. Asak. He sacked people anyhow. If he comes to pass by you and you look at him, why are you looking at him? Come have sack me. He, he bought a new car. He came to park his new car in the car park, and one of the workers went to look inside the seat. He said, What is that worker doing by my car? And he said, He's he he just, he just admiring the car. He said, no, 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 no. He can't come to this car park. Dismiss him now. 
obi kwajina ne ka amunu bi awato ho hwehwe mo se dia na ope wo ho debidebi won timi nyesa mpamono so he was called mr asak he was called mr asak and mr asak there was a demonstration he was kicked out of the place and then that mr asak was now sacked afedie mr asak na nkasa na yapamono but because of the incident he thought that because every time it was a personal fight with me and the whole workers came up against him he felt that i was the cause of the uh, uproar and then the demonstration i did not even have anything to do with it nothing so i remember even going to his house and I hear that this demonstration that is going on, you are supposed to stay away from the factory. You have dismissed me, the boss hasn't come. Will you permit me to go to the factory so that I will go and talk to the workers? And just give me just one week for the workers to resume. And within a week, when we have finished resolving all the problems with them then you will come everything will be okay but i've been away from the factory for a month now so i don't know what is happening so allow me to go back he said nonsense why would you want to go back you are the cause of my downfall i said Hey, I better keep quiet. People are very ungrateful. People are very ungrateful. So I said, me, my boss came back and called me. Said, look, come back and let's work. I said, no problem. I went back. And I continued working. Sometimes you go through some shame, some uncomfortable situations when even you love somebody and the person who has really held your hands taking you up the ladder hasn't offended you but people around are offending you and you look onto those people and say that because these people are offending me i am leaving the main person who has held my hands and helped me never be confused never ever be confused when somebody is standing by you always and people rather under him are undermining you and rather they create problems for you and they make you uncomfortable and the boss is still having a relationship with you look on that relationship you have with the boss who has made you who you are and never turn your back on him are you here with me are you here with me yeah mm. hallelujah amen are you blessed why insure It says that this point I like it so much. This is the sharp contrast to the proud man of iniquity. The proud and the wicked man does not reveal his origins, beginnings. He believes he is self-made and thinks he came on the scene by his own power. I held the book of my father and I started reading. I started seeing all the stories that has happened to me. I said, hey. I started sleeping with this book. I said, God, God, you gave me a heart of humility to be able to cope with all the troubles that I went through. But I did not forget the people who helped me to be, to be successful in the secular world. Hey. Hey. Look, you see, when you have a certain heart of love to do something right, and, and somebody is rebuking you, and somebody is against you, that what you are doing is rather evil. And the person is trying to tarnish your image from the boss, from the real person who is your helper, or somebody who has helped you. It is very sad and heartbreaking. So, so you must always understand that. Look, you must never turn your back to the people who have helped you. And when people are around the people who have helped you and they haven't offended you, don't look at the people who are offending you and turn your back on the person who has helped you. Hey, hey, are you here? Oh, I have. 
Wow. Point number three. People who forget are unrighteous and are cursed to wither. Hey, I'm afraid. And kofa or montineno or more no measure or more say. Dot the papyrus shoot up without ma. Dot reed grass grow without water. Whilst it is yet in its greenness and not cut down, it withered before any other herb. So are the parts of all that forget God. Wow. 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 People who forget are cursed with that. As soon as I read this book some time back, and I still read this book, and I still feel blessed that I did not forget those who helped me. That's why I'm still surviving and still standing here. Hey. Hey. Point number four. Unrighteous people are not conscious of the dangers of forgetting. Wow. Psalm 137, verse 1 to 6. It says that by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our house upon the willows in the midst thereof for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song and they that wasted us required of us mirth saying sing us one of the songs of Zion how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land if I forget thee O Jerusalem let my right hand let my right hand forget her cunning if I do not remember thee let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy Babel in Subontain, where one I attend, and I assume a briar Kaiser, you know, a war in Sukachia, Niano, so I de a same course in Sunny, na a war, Naye, a no moon for four beside, and Yumbi, Naye, and a city for pay, and war energy, say, Monto Zion, Yumbi, in Treyen, a bayer day, Naye, Beto, a radi honyum, and an a four assassin, so Jerusalem semi real few Maminifa. Maminifanre infini hokeka nase mankaiwa mametetre ma infam me dumum na mankaiwa seme mu Jerusalem ancheme nijie nina you must begin to take remembrance very seriously the psalmist knew that it would be tragedy to forget Jerusalem he placed a curse on himself if he did not remember where he came from wow Wow, I was see a fire and Kaye and Nibres was sunny or Juntinine a kind say, Nere Frizaya won Kaibe Bia or free a bayet. This is how this is how serious the issue of remembrance is. Say, Enna and Kaye Asemno Etier. Sometimes when you forget, you and rather take a curse upon your life. And you, know, me pan, you know, sometimes even when as I worked in the secular world, that by the grace of God. I know more work in the secular world again. I still, I still had to make a choice. And so from the day that I listened to our father and I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I decided to follow and to listen to his teachings. And one day to my surprise, as I was with great joy serving God and I have fully resigned from my company and I have now come full time in heart and I was serving God without expecting anything from the church I had resigned in the year 2002 
and I decided to make myself available because I could feel the call of God very strong on my life and any time that I listened to my father preaching I said wow there is something that I must do to turn around my life and to serve God if I remember the day that I wrote my resignation letter to leave the resignation letter to leave the company. I was crying sitting at the corner of my house on the hall, a corner that I have always sat down to pray. And I was asking God, God, will you take care of me? How will you handle me, my wife, my children, all these things that are going on in the house? Look at my lifestyle, how I spent money here, how can I survive? I have grown to a certain lifestyle to have a certain taste, even though I came from the very poor. The Lord lifted me up and after that enjoying a certain taste again. <laughs> how to come back again? Hey! Tears running And then for the assurance, then there again I wasn't sure God, is it true? I should resign. I should resign. Should I resign? I should resign. I and anytime that I hear I listen to my father's message and the preaching is coming on I said no today I won't listen maybe I'm doing something wrong so that day that I refused not to listen and shook the message from my father and I was sitting down praying then I saw the finger of God appear and started introducing my resignation letter I said hey is it a dream or is it a trance or what so I opened my eyes at what is it what is happening and the content of the letter was exactly the same thing that I remember I wrote I quickly went for a pen and paper I wrote it because I took my resignation letter to my boss and my boss tore the paper right in front of my face that there is something wrong with you what are you going to do when you resign I said look I am going to preach the gospel he said that I am out of my senses I am mad so he said because you had some encounter and then you fell off dead they said that you said you went you started as you started bright light and that's your funny story that you are saying i said please <laughs> i have decided that i'm resigning so, don't say anything about my religion and my god and i gave him my letter he tore it right in my face so i i made some months pass and then i had that revelation of the finger of god i wrote the letter and i took it to him and this time when he read it he started vibrating and he said i allow you to go hey pharaoh won't let you go pharaoh won't let you go so i came and i'm in my heart i was serving god with a full heart that I realize that I'm serving a living God with a true leader, a true shepherd of my life somebody that God is using in our season and our time I will look up to him that he is the one who has raised me up and nurtured me and brought me to Christ I don't take his words for granted there I was one Crusade at Dam and Go, Salaga, Salaga, and beyond. Salaga, Tamale, That day when we were going, I said, No, 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 no. As soon as I felt it that morning when we were going to the crusade, I said, In the in the evening when we go and say hello to Bishop, I'm very sure Bishop will come. I can feel that Bishop will call me that come to Futa. But Bishop doesn't know that already. I've resigned and for the past uh, three years, four years now, I, I'm not working. I'm just around, just doing the work of God, helping and assisting my prophet here in the region in Ashanti. And it's like I was under Prophet Kakra and I was just serving anywhere, any call, I'll just be at anyone service in the church so, 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 so,
So I remember when Bishop called us after the crusade and he said, those from Kumasi, please come around. We went around and I said, no, I don't want Bishop to see me. So I went back and I put myself in the seat and I went down behind all the people sitting there. That Bishop should not see me. And until you put on crusade, Bishop Kassi, I'm going to free Kumasi, I'm going Bishop to and as soon as Bishop walked towards us, Bishop Bay and Chayampe. Who is the one down there? <laughs> I was the first person he was pointing at that. And that was when he called me. Are you what, what are you doing? Are you also, not coming full time? And then are you coming full time? I said, Bishop, I'm ready. I'm the Bishop, my And here I was, I came. I didn't even know how to come full time. I didn't know how to put myself in full time. I'm father called me. I don't know what he saw in me. But as I was serving God and I was coming, I came in full time. My heart was so open. And one day something happened. And I was almost trying to leave and say that I don't want to be in the church again. Because of some reports that went around and something that didn't go well in my favor and I said to myself that in the secular world I have experienced this before and now I have come to the Christian body too and I am coming to experience this too here I don't want another second problem second share this is my life let me just move away and try and find another God has always shown, shown me the way how to survive and how to carry on. So I know how to survive, whatever it is. So I was thinking of coming out. And the night when I slept, the Lord visited me. The heavens opened. And I said, Can you forget? The man who has brought you to Christ. You now have salvation. Will you turn your back? I had decided that I was going to write my resignation letter. And in the dream, I was holding the resignation letter. And I saw myself going to our father that I'm going to give him the resignation letter. I, want, I don't want trouble, so I want to come out. And just when I was moving, I saw the heaven open and an angel from heaven came and said, God has not asked you to resign. Are you forgetting who God has used to raise you up? Oh, what is happening? It's not coming from him. Why are you taking the letter? Then the angel snatched the letter from her hands and the letter fell down. I was trying to go and take it and the angel just slipped the letter away and he woke up and I said no God doesn't want me to resign I can't forget I said Bishop daddy daddy I'm sorry I'm coming back whatever it is I'm normal everything is fine nothing has happened by the grace of God I had to remember that my father has never offended me even if he has offended me I will be happy for the correction and the rebuke he is subject to he can do it to me and do anything that he wants to do to me and I will be very happy at but I was, I was almost going to listen to the people around and take a wrong decision for myself that would have made me forget I'll be an unrighteous person. May you never be unrighteous. Don't forget Amen. people who have helped you. Wow. wow. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, God, for this opportunity and time. Another time again, we will continue. Amen.